Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. give it up for Jesus. Come on, let's give Jesus. Come on, an ovation of praise in this place. Come on, I said, let's give Jesus an ovation of praise in this place today. Lord, that you are the God of the impossible, that you are powerful, that you're bigger, you're greater, you're stronger, and there is nobody in this world like you. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say, in Jesus' name. Come on, say, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hey, so good to see you this morning. Why don't you high-five about three or four people next to you and let them know, come on, he's all-powerful. Come on, tell them he's all-powerful. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's all-powerful. so good to so good to to serve a God that's bigger than us amen so good to serve a God that that knows just a little bit more than we do right all right a whole lot more than we do and so hey I'm Pastor Welby lead pastor here get the honor and the privilege to, to serve this church with my wife and and lead this church and man I, I just I love what God is doing here in the house and uh, man I, I hope today that what you came for today I, I pray that you get it I, I pray that you don't leave today with, with just just leaving empty-handed I, I pray today that whatever is is in that that bucket that you need I pray that God fills it today amen Amen. Well, hey, it's good to see you. Thanks for being here in our summer uh, location. And we, uh, we have been at Spillane Middle School right down the road from here, and it went under construction. And so uh, they asked us to relocate for the summer. And so thanks for being here in our summer location. Uh, it's one of the benefits of being portable that we can, we can set up anywhere. We can have church anywhere. Uh, because we're set up, we're ready to go with it. And so uh, thanks again, like I said, for being here. If we've not got a chance to meet you, man, we'd love to meet you. Uh, my wife and I will be in that Next Steps area today as church ends. And so we just would love to put a face to a name and uh, really just begin to start doing life with you. You'll hear us say that phrase a lot. But let's go ahead and get started today. Uh, if you would, you can open your Bibles or turn your Bibles on to, to Psalm chapter 79. Psalms chapter 79. And as you kind of get that ready, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I, I grew up in church. 
I kind of like a church brat, all right? I, I grew up in church. I, I've, I've gone to more church services than, 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 than a lot of people. And, uh, in fact, I, I went to more church services in a week as a teenager as some people go in a month or in a year. And so uh, I've been to a lot of church in my life. And, and growing up, man, they would, uh, they would try to convince you to live for Jesus. And if they couldn't convince you and sway you to live for Jesus, they'd try and scare you. Anybody grew up in church, you know what I'm talking about? Like, if, they, like if you didn't accept him uh, just through the preaching, then, then they were gonna, they're going to scare you uh, to give your life to Jesus. Because, I mean, here, here's the deal. Here's the real deal. We don't, we don't hear a lot about this in church, and, um, but here's the deal. That Jesus, he is coming back. That, that, that he, did, he did die, but he rose again from the grave and he ascended into heaven. The Bible tells us that he is coming back for those that accepted him as Savior. And that those people that have accepted him as Savior, that they will spend eternity in a place called heaven. And those that, that did not accept him, those that turned away from him, the Bible tells us that they will spend an eternity in a place called hell, this, this place that's full of darkness and fire and weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's what the Bible tells us. And so, so in church, they, they, would, they, would try, they would scare us. They'd be like, hey, you better give your life to Jesus. Hell's hot, heaven's not, let's go, you know? And so, and so they just, they would try and scare us and, and then they would, they would just tell us things like this or knowing this, that the Bible tells us that nobody knows when Jesus is coming. Nobody knows when he's coming, not the day nor the hour, but when you hear the trumpet sound, when you hear the trumpet sound, you better be ready. The eastern sky is going to split, the Bible tells us. Like, you better be ready. The Bible tells us that two will be working in the field and then one will be taken. Tells us, goes on to say that two will be sleeping and, and one will be taken. And so I remember, it was early on in our marriage and I was taking a nap one day. <laughs> and, and I woke up and Kristen wasn't there. And I was like, whoa, where'd she go? So I was like, hey, you know, so, so I, I called her. She didn't pick up. A few minutes later, called her. No, no answer. Called her again. No, I'm like starting to get a little bit worried now, right? And so you got to remember how I grew up, right? Like, I didn't hear no trumpet sound, but I might have slept through it. <laughs> right? Like, there's no airplanes crashing right now, uh, I, but, but they may crash in a minute. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna call my mom. Surely she's going to heaven. And so um, I'm like, call my mom, no answer. And I, I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna call my Nana, because I know my Nana and Jesus are like this. My Nana and Jesus are tight. They, like, she talks to Jesus, like Jesus is on the main line with her, okay? And so if I call Nana and she picks up, I'm like, whew, thank you, Jesus, all is good. But she didn't pick up. I'm thinking to myself, surely my life is right. I gave my life to Jesus. Like, like I'm trying to do my best. Like, I'm, I'm walking this thing out with Jesus, and nobody is answering the phone. And so finally, what seemed like hours had gone by, probably was only minutes, but seemed like hours, my phone rings, and it's my wife, Kristen. And I'm like, where are you at? Not like, hello, how you doing? I'm like, where are you at? And she cries like, oh, sorry, baby. I'm not at the grocery store. Like, my phone was on silent. 
And I was like, please tell me they don't have cell phones in heaven. Please tell me there's no grocery stores in heaven. Please, because I'm scared right now, but you called me so we'd be all right. And so, man, I was freaked out. And so the title of my message today is this, where you at? Everybody say, where you at? All right, so when I say, where you at? I need you to say, I'm right here. All right, let's try this, all right? Where you at? There you are, y'all sound good. Let's try it again. Where you at? Come on, say, where you at? All right, let's see. Let's kind of see what section is better today, okay? Let's go left side. All right, uh, so left side, where you at? All right, all right, all right. All right, I'm gonna go right side now, all right? Strong side, all right? Here we go. All right, where you at? There we go. Got a little help from the fringe, but it's okay. Got some homies in the center, all right? And so, come on, center section, where you at? All right, all right, all right. So, hey, any time today that I, I, I say where you at, I need you to shout out. There you go, all right. And so you may, you may not know it, but you're in a church that likes to participate just a little bit in the message. And so, so, so here's the deal. This is the same question that Israel was asking God in Psalm chapter 79. They're like, where are you at, God? So the psalmist starts out telling God what all is wrong. Have you ever started talking to God and you begin to tell him everything that is wrong in your life? Like everything seems wrong. Can't pay the bills. Like I got in a car wreck. Like, like broke my wrist. Uh, my kids don't get along. Like, like you begin to tell God everything that is wrong. This is what the psalmist is doing here. He's telling God everything that is wrong, that, that Jerusalem has been invaded and that the temple has been completely torn down and, and been left to ruins and people, all the children of God have been killed and massacred and they've been left on the ground for the birds and, and they don't even get a, a proper burial. And he's just telling God everything that is wrong. And the psalmist asks, a few verses later, he asks God, how, how long are you going to be angry with us? Because surely all this bad that is happening, you must be angry with us. Have you ever felt like God was angry with you? Have you ever felt like God was just not happy with you? Man, the Israelites, the children of Israel, they didn't, they didn't see an end in sight. It didn't look good. It, it, it looked very bleak in the moments. And they begin to cry out for help, realizing, theologians say, that, that it was the sins of their ancestors, the sins of the past that were actually haunting them and causing all of this harm against them. And they begin to cry out, don't hold the sins of our ancestors against us. Like, have you ever been guilty by association? It was kind of like that. Like, like, don't hold me accountable for what somebody else did. I just happen to be related to them. Like the crazy uncle, right? right? Like, we're just related to them. Don't judge me. It's just my uncle. <laughs> and then they would end this chapter with praise, a thankful heart, and an attitude of gratitude. And so just one verse the end of chapter 79, verse 13. It says, then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever and ever, praising your greatness from generation to generation. Oh God, I'm sorry, I forgot. Like, I should have started with this. 
Like, like I should have started with not complaining, but I should have started with, man, I, I'm going to praise you forever and ever, the greatness that you are for generation and generation. Oh, God, there's some other things that are going on that need your attention because I'm your, I'm, your, I'm your kid, you know, and I need you to take care of us, the children of Israel, your people. But they at least end with it, right? No longer in the wrath of God's judgment, but being restored by his mercy. And so as we start this series out today called Difference Makers, I got a few things I'd love for you to write down today or put it in your phone. Is this, difference makers are pleased to be his people. Difference makers are pleased to be his people. They're not embarrassed. Even, even when times are tough, even in their tough moments, they're pleased to be his people. Just like Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because here's the deal. People need what's different on the inside of you. People need what's different on the inside of you. You see, when he was writing there, sheep of the shepherd, sheep of your pasture, I'm under your care. I'm under, I'm under your authority. I'm under your rule. Like, like I'm just coming underneath your wing, your, your protection. That's me. I'm right there. I'm the, I'm the child of the king of kings. He's beginning to try to, you ever try to persuade somebody to do something and you butter them up? It's like my daughter, when she needs, she wants something sometimes, she'll kind of, you know, kind of tilt her head a little bit, maybe put her hand up like this and kind of bat her eyes just a minute. And she's like, Daddy, can you take me shopping for new clothes? Right? You're amazing, Dad. You're the best dad in the whole wide world. I love you. I don't know what life would be like without you. You're amazing. Love you and Mommy. Right? And so what the psalmist is doing as the, as the, as the children are crying out to God, he, People need what's on the inside of you. I'm a, I'm a Christian and I'm pleased to be his people. People need what's on the inside of you. There's, there's already so much bad in the world. And what people need you and I to be like, if, if you're here and you're a, a Christ follower, then, then your life should be one that, that, that exudes this Christian lifestyle. One that says, hey, I don't have it perfect, but I'm trying to follow Jesus the best I can. Hey, I may mess up. Hey, I may got some things inside of me that ain't right just quite yet, um, but I'm trying to follow Jesus the best I can. And people need to see that. Because when people see that you struggle, but you still serve God, man, that's something to celebrate. When people see that, that it, it, it isn't all nice and rosy and cozy, when things are messed up and things aren't going right, but they see something inside of you that says, you know what, it may not look good, but I still serve a God, and for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Like, I'm still going to worship Him. I'm going to lift my voice and lift my hands and lift my heart in an attitude of worship because He's the one who can fix it all in the first place. I'm His kid, and since I'm His kid, it's His problem. Come on, how many got kids? Right? If it's your kid, it's your problem. Right? Your kid, your problem. Like, I'm going to stand up for my kid. Let's go. Let's go to bat. Let's go to war. Let's do whatever we got to do. People need what's different on the inside of you. I remember growing up in high school where my buddy who uh, spoke a couple weeks ago who is planting a church in College Station, he him and I would walk down the, high, the hallways of high school and we would be carrying our Bibles and, and they would call us Rev and Preacher Boy. 
Not because we were shoving the gospel down their throat. We just were holding our Bibles and just trying to set a good example for others to follow Jesus. But, but because of, of the life that we chose to live and the, the way we chose to carry ourselves and, and we would let people know, no, we're not going to go party on Friday nights and no, we're not going to go get wasted and, and, and live, live a life that is just not worthy uh, of, of what it is to live for Jesus. We're, we're going to do our best. And they began to call us Rev and Preacher Boy because there was something different on the inside of us. Which leads me to the question, who do you belong to? A person? Is this someone you're, you're dating? Is it, a, is it a spouse? Is it a job or an organization? Or do you belong to Jesus? Do you belong to somebody or do you belong to Jesus? I love this. Who I belong to changes who I am and it changes what I do. Who I belong to changes who I am, and it changes what I do. Just ask somebody that's married. Holla, all the married folk. Like, like who I belong to changes who I am because I become a little bit more like them, but it also changes what I do. I ain't trying to chase no more honeys. I got one honey. I got one main squeeze. And it's the only main squeeze I need because she'll, she'll put the main squeeze on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, thank you. Come on. <laughs> who I belong to changes who I am, but it changes what I do as well. And something about it, when I, when I realize who I am in Jesus, who I am in Christ, that he, that he is my Savior and he is my Lord, but he's also my friend and he cares deeply about me begins to change what I do. The Bible says the old things have passed away. When we receive Jesus, all things become new. Like, like no longer do I want to do these things anymore. Not because, not because somebody in a microphone is telling me not to do some of these things. No, out of the relationship with Jesus, there's things that flow out of that. Let's say, I just want to be more like you because you are all powerful. You do miracles. The impossible. See, our job our job as a church and our job as, as people is to provide more opportunities to point people to Jesus. Our job is to provide more opportunities for people to reach Jesus. I, I, so I, I'm so excited. I, I want you to know that I'm excited about multiple services. I mean, I can't wait because you know what happens when we, when we start going into multiple services when this room is full or a room like this is full and, and, and we get to go to multiple services, you know what that means? That means more people get to hear about the gospel of Jesus. That means we get to provide the environment for other people to receive the same things and the same Jesus that, that we have experienced maybe already. Maybe you're here today and you've never experienced, or you've never accepted Jesus into your heart or your life. I want you to know that you're welcome here. I want you to know that you can, you can walk this thing out as long as you need to walk it out without having Jesus in your life. In fact, we exist for you. So people far from God experience new life in Christ. Because we've seen it. We've seen atheists come in here and give their life to Jesus. We've seen agnostics come in and give their lives to Jesus. Why? Because we simply said you can belong before you believe. I want you to know this is not a church that you have to be a Christian at. Why? Why? Because we believe that we'll provide environments for you to receive Jesus. 
And it may not be the first time, and it may not be the second time, and it may be six months from now, maybe a year from now, but we're going to continue to provide these environments for Jesus to begin to speak to you and to change your heart and to change your life. Our job is to tell people about the greatness inside of them. And so many things in this world are trying to beat us down. And so many things in this world are, are, are negative and we're trained to be negative people. But can I tell you, we need to look at people and see the greatness inside of them and begin to pull that out, begin to speak to those things that are inside of them. Maybe they don't even know the things that are inside of them, but you see something that they don't and you begin to speak into their lives. Believing in others when they don't believe in themselves. And then watch how people's lives are changed. Don't tell me what I'm doing wrong, because it's probably not going to change my life. But show me what it is to live for Jesus. Help me walk through some things in my life. Provide those environments and those moments that you can mentor me and pour into me. And then watch my life change. Difference makers. Difference makers are grateful, therefore they are usable. Our church is full of difference makers. It strengthens us. It makes us better. Our church is full of leaders and those that see a need and they meet it. I began to think about some of the things that some of our people do and, and our church does and we are grateful, so therefore we are usable and allow God to use us in a bunch of different ways. But we, we've, we've made these, these bags for these, these ladies for Elijah Rising and partnered up with them. And it's an organization here in Houston who, who goes and fights against sex trafficking. And they'll go into these brothels and go into these places and, and try and rescue women out of this, out of this horrible, horrific thing. And so we, one of the things they do is they put, they put these bags together and they, they go and give these to these ladies. And <clears throat> it may not be the first time, it may, it, it may be the time that they give Jesus to them, but the ladies may not be rescued in that moment, but they're just trying to show the love of God to them. And we said, we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of the injustice of sex slavery here in Houston and across the nation and even in the world. How can we partner and how can we come against that and we've, been, we've done that. The schools that we're at, we've been able to feed the teachers. We have people that will show up, people on our dream team will show up and help us serve teachers. Cypress Assistant Ministries, we're actually serving here in just this, this next Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, and, and we've served them before, and we, we've been able to resource them financially, and, and I'm amazed at just short, short under a year and a half how many churches we've been able to come alongside and church plants to come alongside because of your generosity and said, hey, we want to help you. We want to help you reach people for Jesus. We want to help you reach the lost. We want to help you reach people far from God, and, and we just don't want to pray for you. We just don't want to high-five you. We just don't want to say, hey, good job. We want to help you and resource you financially. And I want you to know that you have made a huge difference. We fed kids in Haiti so that they could survive. They could have an education. They could learn. And just what an awesome opportunity this next Saturday is. Difference makers are grateful and, and therefore they're usable. How we have serve day coming up and man, just an amazing time to, to be able to, to get outside of ourselves and say, God, I'm grateful. God, use me. God, God I want to be a difference maker. God, use me. 
And so this Saturday, we've got two different opportunities that we're going to serve at. And man, I, I encourage you, go to the Next Steps uh, area as soon as, you, as soon as you leave here by the front doors and, and get signed up for, for one of those opportunities. Because truly, I believe that difference makers, they are grateful and therefore God can use us. And lastly, difference makers declare praise to future generations. That verse again in verse 13 says, then... We, your people, the sheep of your pasture, we will thank you forever and ever, praising your greatness from what? Generation to generation. From generation to generation. Where are you at? Ah, there you go. Just had to catch you for a minute. We need Jesus to do something in us so he can do something through us. We need Jesus to do something in us so he can do something through us. Where are you at? Come on, there, there, there's something on the inside of us that says, you know what, when God does something inside of us and when Jesus is stirring inside of us, there, there, he wants to do something in us. He wants to change just a little bit at a time in us because when he changes us from the inside out, then he can begin to do something through us. Where are you at? Because when he does something inside of us, we can't help but be used by him. When Jesus touches your life, there's something on the inside that says, I want other people to experience and to know the God that has done something on the inside of me and he's gonna do something through me and if he could do it through me, he can do it through you. Where are you at? All age groups. It doesn't matter if you're a kid, if you're a youth, if you're a young adult, if, if you're married, if however old you are, the young, the old, we need everybody. You can belong to the family of Christ and you can belong here. From generation to generation, when, when we show up on a Sunday, it's, I think about our kids. I think about the, the word of God that's being poured into our kids and one of my favorite things after a church service on Sunday is going home and hearing my kids talk about what they learned in their class. My son's been asking us a question. How, how powerful is God? Like, is he stronger than you, daddy? Like, yes, son, he's stronger than me. Do you love me more than God? No, son, I love God more than everybody. Even me? Even me? Yeah, even you, son because I got to love Jesus first. And if I can love Jesus first, I'll have no problem loving you next. If you got teenagers, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're going to love Jesus, and then we'll worry about loving you next. <laughs> Think about our youth that are deciding to follow Jesus and, and are making a difference in their schools that meet almost every week with us on a Wednesday night and choosing to follow Jesus, trying to figure it out, but wanting to be a difference maker in their lives and in their schools and their friends and the people around them. Why do we do what we do? Because we wanna praise the Lord from generation to generation. Begin to think about my buddy Fabian. 
Fabian, why don't you come up here, buddy? Fabian, Fabian leads our growth track after service. And I've known Fabian for a long time. And Fabian, Fabian grew up what we would call rough conditions, to say the least, right? Putting it lightly. And if you looked at his life today, you'd be like, man, he's just a great guy. He's funny, he's awesome, he's likable. <laughs> I won't say anything else if you know Fabian, but <clears throat> but you don't see where he came from. You just see the now. You didn't see, you don't see the struggle, but, and you definitely didn't see the struggle back then. But as a teenager, somebody invited him to youth group and he gave his life to Jesus and began to follow Jesus on fire for God, on fire for the Lord. Just, just amazing to see what God has done in and through his life and how, how his, his marriage has changed and how his kids' lives have changed and how the trajectory of generation to generation is changing because, because of one decision. Because he decided as a teenager to say yes to Jesus. Jesus has been doing some things all through his life and building him up even up to this moment that God has been doing because he said yes to Jesus. Where maybe generation to generation there have been some things that you shouldn't be where you're at today. You really should be in prison today or dead. And he said yes to Jesus and Jesus said, I'm gonna break the generational curse. I'm going to break it today. And so God's been, been using Fabian in so many different ways, but I want you to see the decision of one person becoming a difference maker. So, so Fabian is a huge difference maker, but I want to bring up Lydia. Lydia, where are you at? Come on, Lydia. Lydia is a sister. Come on, girl. Y'all give it up for Lydia. Come on, girl. She, how long, how long have you been coming to Hope Rising? Uh, February. Since February, all right. I'm not going to tell her story because that's going to be her opportunity to tell her story one day. But the struggle's been real. I've been able to see the struggle for, for the last five, six, seven years knowing Fabian, but she started coming in February and said, I got to get some things right with me and Jesus because life around me is crazy, cray cray. <laughs> and I need Jesus to step in and do something. And so she's been coming since February, but just the other day, I saw you post this. I thought, I was like, I, I commented, but I was like, let's go girl. So she, Long story short, she's been sober for a year now. Sober. Come on. Come on. This is huge. This is huge. I can't even begin to tell you how huge it is. And the things that 
were decimated. And the things that have been torn down, I believe God is wanting to restore back in your life. Come on, if he did it for the children of Israel, he can do it for you. He is doing it for you. And so God's been touching his sister. Natalie, where are you at? Come on, girl. Come on. Stage. Come on. Y'all give it up for Nat. This is Fabian's other sister. Come on. Oh, let's do this one. <laughs> I was like, oh, that may hurt really bad. It's getting better, but it's, it hurts. Um, she was in our youth group some. In our Sydney church. And we started Hope Rising, and Fabian and Leah started coming. And, so not, and not only is one sister's life being changed, but another sister's life is being changed. That, and, and not only, not only is, is this life being changed, but, but your kids' lives are being changed. One day you're going to get to hear the story. It's going to blow your mind. Declaring the praises of generation to generation to generation. From brother to sister to sister to kid to nephew to niece. And then Jesse. Come on, bro. Y'all give it up for Jesse. Let's go. This is Fabian's brother. And God's been doing some things in Jesse. Why? Because somebody said, I'll stand up and be a difference maker. Like, I'm tired of going through the things that I'm going through. I'm tired of, of, of the generations before me going through some stuff and me having to repeat those same things. I need, I need God to step in. I need to cry out to God because somebody cried out to God. Because somebody said, I'm tired of being the same way. I'm tired of experiencing the same things. Because somebody said, I got to stand up for my family. I got to stand up for my friends. I got to stand up for my school. Generations are being changed because Somebody said, I'm going to stand up and declare the greatness of who he is. I'm going to stand up and declare that he is a good God and that even though it doesn't seem good in times of my life, I'm going to declare the goodness and the grace of God for surely his goodness and grace will follow me all the days of my life. Because somebody decided to be a difference maker. Dude. Proud of you. Proud of you. How how long have you? How long was it, how long ago has it been since you first got saved? Ish. Fifteen years. Okay. Can I tell you this didn't happen fifteen years ago? This happened February. God's been working on you <laughs> for a few years. But, but February, just a few months. But it started 15 years ago. 
And sometimes we don't see the results we want to see when we want to see them. You've been putting in the work. You've been praying. You've been going to church. You've been doing all the right things. And you don't see the results. Can I tell you, keep on keeping on? Like, like I, I get it. It gets tiring sometimes. But can I tell you, keep on pressing in? Can I tell you, keep on leaning into Jesus? Can I let you know that it's going to be all right? That, that, that the fruit from your labor, it's coming. It's going to happen. Come on, you may not see today, but it's coming. Come on, it's coming. And, it's, and it's, the, it's just not in sisters and brothers, but it's in nephews and nieces. And it's going to be a generational thing. So even when they're dead and gone, it's going to be generation after generation after generation that are serving the Lord because one person said yes to Jesus. Come on, give it up for the Mondohano family. Come on now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, guys. So good. I'm going to steal this line from, from Fabian. I'm going to give him credit, although I shouldn't. I was talking to him yesterday about this moment. And he said, you know what? Difference makers really aren't that different from anybody else. They just show up. I was like, Not really different than anybody else. They just decide one day they're going to show up. Man. Let's be difference makers. Let's show up. Can I tell you, I believe that God has called our church to be difference makers or a difference maker type of church. Can I tell you, there's, there's situations and, and things just, and, and the people that are here that, that I, I would tell you, it would blow your mind if you knew some of the things. But they keep coming back because there's something that's making a difference in their lives, and his name is Jesus. Because we provide the opportunities for God to do something in their life, and God is doing it. Let's be difference makers. You know how our church really becomes a difference maker? Is when you show up in your marriage. Husband, wife, want to encourage you, show up. You work a long day, come home, show up. Don't check out, show up. Sometimes we give the people at the office our best and we come home, we're tired and, and I get it, I, I get it. But who needs our best is, is our spouse and our kids. Come on, show up. You want to be a difference maker? It starts with our families. If we're going to be a difference maker type of church, it's got to start with our families. Man, our, our marriages have got to be strong. Our, our relationships with our kids have got to be strong. It doesn't mean that we don't struggle. It's just we choose to show up and make a difference. If we're going to be a difference maker type of church, we need to show up at the office. When you show up at the office and let people know, hey, I'm a difference maker. Because I'm a difference maker, I'm going to have to maybe back away from some things. Because I'm a difference maker, you know what? I'm going to love you. I'll pray for you. I'll, whatever I got to do, I'll do.
But difference makers just show up. And can I tell you, they don't show up and tell you what's wrong with your life. They just show up and love you despite your life. Despite what's going on. Despite the struggle. That you can have people walk alongside life with you. Say, in spite of it, in spite of it all, I'll walk with you through it. And I just believe that God is calling us to another level as a church. That God is calling us to another level to be the difference makers, to step into a new season of our church that we're making a difference. On Sundays, you can make a difference by serving, being on our dream team. That you could serve and you can, you can do that. You could bring somebody with you. You can invite a neighbor. And what, what, about, what about when your neighbor gives their life to Jesus? Most of us don't even know our neighbor's name, but what about when we go to their their door knock on their door and give them some cookies and say hey I know I've lived next to you for five years I, I, <laughs> but I just want to want to meet you just say I want to be a better neighbor <sighs> you want to be what a better neighbor it's cool your dogs have been barking and driving me crazy but but I'd love to be a better neighbor. Put a muzzle on us. <laughs> if, if one person can be a difference maker, just imagine the ripple effect that your life can, can make by being a difference maker. So let me pray for you. Lord, I, I pray for us today. I pray that you would move in your people today. I pray that you would challenge us to say yes to you and to to be difference makers. That we would just continue to provide environments for other people to receive you and and just to live our lives out, God, the best we know how. And God, it doesn't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to to always be right. But that when people see us and they see our lives, they see somebody that that has said yes to Jesus and is, is trying to live out their life looking more like Jesus. God, I pray today that that we would be grateful and that because we're grateful, God, that we would be usable, God, that you could use us. Use us, God. Use us to make a difference. And Lord, we declare future generations time and time again, God. We pray, Lord, that, that as our life is, is gone, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just generation after generation begin to do something, Lord, in our families, in our friends, and the people around us. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.co. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.